This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 558 Can a comic book collector of over 30 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. DC vamps in a future state, generations are shattered, when a robot needs a robot, and calling in the dreaming reserves. This is how I got my wife to read comics for Sunday, January 17th, 2021. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just remind you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs, or subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com, like us at facebook.com slash sfppn, follow us on Twitter at sfppn, check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn, or call us at 614-321-9737, that's 614-321-9SFP. Well, we have our first issues of DC's Future State, a two-month event slash time killer prior to their next Not a Reboot. It's composed of material from the scrapped Generation 5 actual reboot that never happened. Here's the blurb included in each issue. The triumphant victory of our heroes saves all reality from the brink of destruction and shakes loose the very fabric of space and time. From the ashes of death metal rises new life for the infinite multiverse and glimpses into the possible unwritten worlds of tomorrow. In addition, there are backup stories in some of the issues, letting them kick up the price as high as $7.99 that are being used as tryouts for new concepts and creators. It's a lot of material to throw at you, and we didn't even get all of them, so we're going to describe these at a 20,000-foot view. Future State, Superman of Metropolis number 1 with Guardian and Mr. Miracle Backups by Louis Easton Timms, Mamner Delandro Oming, Eltiab, Martin, and Luis. And Future State, Kara Zorel, Superwoman number 1 by Bennett and Savage. The first book stars John Kent as the new Superman. Clark is off-world fighting a war on behalf of the United Planets as seen in Future State Superman Worlds at War. AI has run amok in Metropolis, turning the populace into zombies. The army has come to restore order, and John forcefully tells them he will handle it. His ally frenemy is Brain Cells, a life form created from the remains of Brainiac. John has to save the city and get the AI to release everyone, so his solution? Shrink Metropolis into a bottle city just like Candor. This does not go well. The populace doesn't trust him. Superwoman attacks him. She's being influenced by some sort of not-red-K substance. Brain Cells swipes the bottled city and takes over. The backup stories are meh. Mr. Miracle is the Seven Soldiers Shiloh Norman version. Guardian is an EMT vigilante. Both are separately trying to restore order months later in the bottle city of Metropolis. The Guardian art is decent, though. The second book is set years later. Many of Future State's books are set in different future times, with Kara distrustful of her own powers and angry that Earth didn't choose her to take over from Clark, has created a domed city on the moon where she protects displaced people from Earth. 
She also mopes a lot, talking to the grave of Crypto. An alien girl crash lands, and after the standard fight when two characters meet in comics, they become friends. Unfortunately, she's on the run, and her people are coming for her. Kara tries to convince herself, and us, that she's over how Earth skipped over her, but it becomes clear that is not the case. The artwork is dreamy, all pastels. Unfortunately, it needs to fill in some background to have it make sense. Future State, the next Batman number one with Outsiders and Arkham Knights backups by Ridley, Thomas, Jenkins, Darrington, Kumar, Herbert, Fernandez, Bonvillian, Belair, and Tab, And Future State, Dark Detective number one with Grifters backup by Tamaki, Rosenberg, Mora, D. Giandomenico, Belair, and Fibella. Both books take us to a near future in Gotham, where the city fell into such lawlessness, possibly due to the effects of Bruce losing his fortune in the recent Batman storyline, that they outsourced law enforcement to someone called the Magistrate, who uses universal surveillance and peacemakers to restore order. Masks are shot on sight. The next Batman is Tim slash Jace Fox, the other son of Lucius. I guess the Jace name is being used to avoid confusion with Tim Drake. He's out trying to stop a gang inspired by Bane. He's also dealing with his sister Tam, who's in a coma. It's a fairly short story to allow room for the backups. The Outsider's story is mostly about Katana trying to help those outside of Gotham and outside of the Magistrate's influence. A fight between an amped-up goon called Caliber ends up with him being zapped by Black Lightning, now a spectral being. Signal is also involved. The Arkham Knights backup is far more interesting. Astrid Arkham, daughter of the Asylum Keeper, now leads a group of ex-inmates as vigilantes. We see a lot of familiar faces. Clayface, Tweedledee, or is it Tweedledum, Copperhead, Zaz, Two-Face, Dr. Phosphorus, all in matching uniforms. Their current mission is to find and bring Killer Croc into the fold. There's kind of a cult-like thing going on, with the others calling their leader Lady Astrid, and her emphasis on meditation and rehab in addition to their vigilante work. Their headquarters? The former Wayne Manor. It's an interesting concept, and one that hopefully will be fleshed out post-Future State. Dark Detective is all about Bruce, now reportedly dead, as is the Dark Knight. He's a derelict on the run, having used what little money he had to be sewed up in a back alley lab. Of course, he can't help but try to stop injustice, now wearing a knockoff uniform with a spray-painted bat symbol. The backup is yet another attempt to make Wildstorm's grifter a major character. He gets into and out of scrapes. Lather, rinse, repeat. Future State Wonder Woman number one by Jones and Belair, and Future State The Flash number one by Vetti Eaglesham and Ataya, and Future State Justice League number one with a Justice League dark backup by Williamson, V, Roca, Takara, Enriquez, Fajardo Jr., and Maiolo. We're grouping these together because DC is doing so. With Diana off in the astral plane or something like that, we didn't get that book. A new Amazon has taken over, and she is actually from the Amazon. Yara Floor got her powers from the South American gods. She's the daughter of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. And the story, at least so far, takes place in the Amazon jungle. The character may have been seen in a cameo during the most recent Wonder Woman annual, where the tribe of South American Amazons was introduced. 
Yara is dealing with a Hydra and a recalcitrant Pegasus called Jerry, who studiously ignores her cries for help. Yara is trying to get into the underworld when a sprite arrives saying she can get her in. The underworld looks like a modern airport with ticketing lines and security gates. Yara is impetuous and doesn't listen to the sprite's recommendation to keep her head down, leaving us with a final panel of Cerebus about to attack. The dialogue moves along at a brisk pace. It's hard to tell, but apparently this is early in Yara's career? The Flash story sees the Flash team, Barry, Jay, Max Mercury, Impulse, and newer speedster Avery, trying to track down and save Wally, who's gone rogue in a deadly way. Oh, and none of them have the Speed Force anymore. A battle against the Thinker ends with Impulse's death, plus we learn that Wallace was killed by Wally. The group argues they have to stop Wally, not save him. They manage to track Wally down, only to find he is under the control of Famine, and Jay is killed in the attempt. Finally, Barry agrees Wally must be taken out, using the various rogue gadgets he's collected over the years. The Justice League story brings together John, Jason, Yara, along with three new heroes, a trans Flash from another universe, the daughter of Aquaman and Mira, and Joe Maline, the GL of the Far Sector title. This is clearly later in the timelines. It explains that Jace has already saved Gotham and Yara has now gone public. After some previous events where the League was torn apart, the new group agrees not to tell each other their IDs or fraternize, which quickly goes out the window. A group of villains have formed a new Legion of Doom, only to be killed by someone else. John and Yara suddenly attack the others and capture them. It turns out the Hyper Clan, a 90s villain team, is the culprit, disguised as the League. Now they will be the League. The Justice League Dark story mixed up things a bit. Detective Chimp is now the other form of Etrigan, who powers up Ragman's cloak. Madame Xanadu has gone insane. Dr. Fate has been hiding as a homeless man, but basically it's just an extension of the current story. Overall, the John Kent and Arkham Knight stories are worth looking into. The rest are kind of meh, considering that most, if not all of this, will be quickly forgotten. Generations Shattered, number one, by Jurgens Vendetti-Schmidt. Rice, Prado, Hannah, Parison, Albert, Lopestri, Ryan, Lupacino, Von Grab, Ajar Chang, Paquette, Nolan, Jansen, Pelletier, Hope, Romita Jr., Mickey, Braithwaite, Morales, and Perkins. What was originally designed as an event to introduce Generation 5 is now a two issue miniseries. Introduced in Detective Comics number 1027. In that issue, the 1939 model Batman is pulled out of time by Commandy. Now we learn how all this started. The last boy on Earth is watching reality disappear, what he calls the goneness, only to be saved by a haggard Booster Gold wearing skeets as a gauntlet. Booster is killed in the attempt, so Commandi gets the gauntlet and disappears into the time stream. We get a page of characters throughout time, recognizing that time is being eaten away. The 853rd Century Hour Man, Perdegaton, the Reverse Flash, the Linear Man, the Time Trapper, Rip Hunter, Abracadabra, and Wave Rider. Meanwhile, a guy in a cloak on an asteroid gloats. The Linear Men go off to investigate, only to be taken over by the guy in the cloak. Much of the issue involves Skeets and Commandy careening through time to collect those that are needed, with Commandy not always picking the right person. He picks Superboy instead of Brainiac 5 from the 30th century, Steel, the hero Dr. Light, Starfire, Sinestro, while he was still a GL, 
and then, of course, Batman. At one point, they run into an earlier booster just getting settled in Metropolis, and they pick him up as well. Back at Vanishing Point, they begin to work out a plan. They also see that time is being shattered, hence the title. A group of villains and the Linear Men pop in, all controlled by the Cloak Guy, who we learn is Dominus, a 90s Superman villain and one that sent the Man of Steel into various timelines back then. The heroes are scattered into the time stream, now all jumbled up. Batman finds Omak and the JSA, for example. We also see facets of time with Sergeant Rock fighting dinosaurs, Jonah Hex in the Old West versus Manhunter, JSA fighting the Fatal Five, Black Lightning and Katana fighting the Jobs, Jack Knight Starman versus Morgan Le Fay, Green Arrow versus the Silent Knight, Green Lantern John Stewart versus Enemy Ace. And then we cut back to 1939 Batman, now dealing with the future OMAC storyline. Then back to Dominus, telling his troops to go off and knock off the heroes one by one. Finally, Dominus takes off his cloak and becomes a black and white father figure in the suburbs. This is all reminiscent of the big events like Crisis of Infinite Earths and Zero Hour, where time is being eaten away and a team is brought together to save the universe. There's also a lot of the late 80s and 90s references here, which makes sense since Dan Jurgens is running things. The plethora of artists makes it hard to keep track of what's going on from page to page, though. In any case, they have one whole issue to resolve this in Generations Forged. Penultimate number four from Ahoy Comics by Payer, Robinson, and Lofridge. The neurotic Silver Age Superman story continues. P-Man is living in a cabin, spending time reading self-help books and watching meditation videos. At one point, a commercial comes on for a crazy self-help seminar, which is perfect time for robot anti-penultimate to come in. Empty calories, empty ideas, and this, you can do better. The cabin is actually a simulation. He's being held there. The robot decides to let him go. Go where you want. Do what you want. But if you damage the penultimate brand again, I will punish you. The robot goes off to build yet another robot to try to figure out together what to do. With the obvious name Pre-Anti-Penultimate, the new robot explains that the first one understands him because he experienced my formation. This gives the original robot an idea. Meanwhile, our hero goes to the self-help event incognito and sees the group believing in him again, so he decides to go into the open and explains that the guy running the seminar is just a sham, and they pelt him with rocks. Back to the robots, who have decided how to fix P-Man, which involves breaking him first. The Dreaming, Waking Hours number 6 from DC Black Label by Wilson and Rodriguez. We're starting the second arc of the story, but first we see our Shakespearean scholar get her professorship. I'm sure we'll see her again. We also see Ruin move in with Jafiel while Ruin's obsession decides to quit the priesthood. But the main story is about the sorceress Heather, last name after, get it? Who goes to a magical nightclub in order to network. Instead, Puck pops in and slices her with a vorpal sword, which causes bleeding that cannot be stopped. It's also catnip to any demons or monsters around. Now she's running through the city, finally collapsing at an urgent care. Of course, they can't figure out why they can't stop the bleeding. We get a flashback in her dreams about her parents forbidding her to use magic in their home. She awakes and makes an emergency call to John Constantine. He explains that she needs a protector until she can magic out the wound. She whips up a spell. Oi, you're not really going to throw that spell, are you? And up pops Matthew the Crow and 
Goldie the Gargoyle. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.